So wait, is this is this the like? Am I supposed to have any biblical knowledge going into this? Yeah, Roy, we will be we will be grilling you on your Bible knowledge. That is going to be the first thing we talk about. First, can we get a three, two, one? We'll start with Rory with a three, two, and then one to sink it. Rory, Okie dokie. Three, two, uno. Yeah, Rory, it's pretty key. It's pretty important. I mean, this is basically listening through an episode of our podcast is a lot like doing the full four years of seminary. Oh. I mean, I don't know, Dad, you've been through seminary, so you have like the experience, but you would compare. I remember you telling me that it's very similar to a seminary lecture in a class that you would be at, right? Like our last episode... It was you were saying that's like some really heady stuff we were we were dealing with par threes like stealing balls and stuff like that on the golf course those yeah, kind but of it's, things but it's condensed because we're we're like covering it's like Francis Schaeffer used to talk about when you deal with education normally you fragment everything but in our conversations everything is included it's all in one yeah, yeah, yeah we try From to compound the as much theoretical theological to the practical to theological the practical, yeah, to yeah. the Bible knowledge to you know. Well, and it's because I don't, you don't really know. We may have one episode with a listener. Like, you may be popping in, listener, and hearing us right now, and you may never hear from us again. You could pass on by the end of, of next week. And, and in not, case you want to know what you're listening to, maybe we should. Oh, you're listening to the Make God Help Us podcast. Thank you. Thank you. See, you know, we've gotten so much better. We've actually only made it to, well, after we edit this little setup intro, probably like a minute, a minute and a half. Usually we do a solid 15 before we enter the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I Yeah, so in case you only get one episode, we like to keep it so condensed and full of things that you can get pretty much the full ba- – every time you listen to an episode, you know all of the basics to a Christian walk yeah. and a Christian life right there. It's yeah, in a one hour. We're pretty full of it. Window. <laughs> we're, we're very full. Some have said. Some have said some of our best – Critics and our and our greatest uh, allies have all have all agreed with that one. Boy, I don't know if you if you guys can tell by listening, but there's just like a difference. There's a different vibe in the room, and that is that we're here, we're together, we're united instead of being separated via states and boundaries. Which, not that you could ever put states and boundaries. There's no thing that could separate the gospel. That's Amen. just a fellowship between believers. No amount of distance in the world can separate true fellowship. But there is a slight difference of recording in a room with the people and then also just like staring at your laptop screen and hearing them in your head. Yeah, but now I'm more phone. self-conscious. Are you? Does <laughs> <laughs> this make you more self-conscious that we're here now? I am. I mean, hey, I don't want to I don't want to be a uh... Maybe it's just cuz Rory's in the room with us. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, and that's because he's the theological wonder. I, I mean, he's that wonder kid. I didn't know you wanted my approval. He's Dad. the wizard. <laughs> he's the one behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, he's that guy. Uh, let me let me let me also get a sock. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. You know, I thought we had a smooth intro with uh, with with introducing the podcast <laughs> before we, we started. This is what we get for starting the intro this, too yeah, soon. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. They knew they knew that it wasn't time for the podcast to start we yet. Just we just broke it. our stride. Man. <laughs> we had the lucky it was the rabbit's foot right there. That's why I shouldn't have worn the the same. Uh, these aren't my recording socks. I usually wear a different pair of socks. I refuse to change whenever I record. Um, okay, let's get a three, two, one more time then, Rory. Three, two, one. 
Okay, now we should be back on it. On what? On the recording. <laughs> like we should be. We should. We're good now. Oh wait, did we lose what we just recorded? No, no, it's fine. It just stopped recording oh. partway through. Yeah, you're good. You're recording. We're moving. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. 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 All is well. We're good. Nothing is truly lost. Wow. How are we doing? How are we doing, guys? Today is a day. It's raining. It is raining. There was a lightning and thunderstorm last night, man. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. I, I, I'm i laying in bed, my eyes closed. I'm listening to s- something on my phone, yeah. my sermon. And I, I'm like flashes of light. And at first I'm thinking someone's, you know, scoping out the house, trying to break in. But then I realize it's lightning. But it was just flashing like crazy. And then all of a sudden, like, the like thunder someone came. like scoping out the house like they had a flashlight that they were yeah, shining like at the house. Like, like they were just trying to yeah, get a look like through looking or through something the window. Like but then I realized the window that kept the light kept coming through was right by the fireplace upstairs. So it's like uh, and there's no one who can get up there, right? So no one get up there. So then I'm like, well, what in the world's going on? But then it just like started flashing. And then I got the thunder. <clears throat> I didn't hear any thunder. And that's probably because I had. I was listening to something on my phone, but all I was getting was the light flashes and my eyes were closed, but hmm. then I heard the thunder come later. Yeah, I saw that without the rain, too. It wasn't raining, but it was just lightning and thunder going off, yeah. going off in the background. And it's just been pouring all day, but hey, it's Pacific Northwest. What do you want? Yeah, I can't say I, I'm, I'm very happy to be back. It's been very interesting. I really do enjoy it here, and it's so overwhelmingly green. It's like so aggressively green. Like you almost feel like you're going to get suffocated by the color green sometimes. And there's so many different shades of green everywhere. And like I get that you have to deal with the rain in order for that to happen, you know, to be able to get that kind of stuff. But it's very weird. Do you ever have – I know in the last episode we talked about listening to music and having old memories and stuff tied to music and how there's certain things you don't want to that you just like won't go back to certain songs or artists or whatever because yeah. of memories tied. Do you feel that way with places? Like going back to like an old hometown or something like that where you have memories and things tied to that area that you're just like, ugh, I really just don't like being here. Yeah, well, it's kind of funny because when I went down with Tristan and Shane, we went down to Cali. Yeah. We took that trip, and it was like every <laughs> – Tristan's like every street, intersection, neighborhood, wherever we drive, you got some story. Some story that goes alongside with it. It's yeah. like you just realize like there's this whole lifetime that you know you completely forget about because you're in whatever you're in at the moment. And yeah. Forget about it, but then it's like you go back. I think to it's places and all of a sudden things start coming back. So you think you forget all this stuff, but then you go somewhere and all of a sudden it just starts coming back to you. And... <clears throat> but I think like music is more, it's more of an impact because it's it's got that emotional tie to it. Yeah. Right? It's not just like, you know, cognizance of, you know, I see something and I remember you know but yeah because music can, is such an emotional tie so then you you're isn't sort of the one though isn't the one smell like your sense of smell is the thing that's most tied to your memories more than anything else is yeah i'm pretty sure yeah have you ever had a moment like that where just you smell something and it just took you completely to a different place and like or a, the thing that distinctly you can remember that happening 
Yeah, but I don't remember what I smelt, but it was a, it was an odor, and it made me think of when I was a kid in Africa. Really? There was you this, smell that here? There was this dish that we would eat, and we so yams. Yeah. And and yams were you ate it with your finger, and you it just sit in the middle of the table, and it was like this. It would look like unbaked dough, right? How you would know, see it in a ball, and it would rise and all mm-hmm. that. But that's what yams would be in a bowl in the middle of the table, and you would pick off a little chunk of it rolled up in your fingers, and you had different sauces that you would dip it in. Mm. And it was just the odor. It smelled like, reminded me of those sauces. It took me back to when I was a kid in Africa. Strange. How Very long ago was that? Uh, probably about like two years ago. Mm. A little bit more, maybe. I have that whenever it rains, like on a first rain after the summer. Whatever that smell is of like the pavement first being wet, you yeah. never get that again. Like, the rest of the rainy season through Washington, you don't ever get that smell. But it's just when it hasn't rained and then the first rain comes, something about that just takes me back to California and going to, like, grandpa and grandma's house, stuff like that, because that's just, I don't know why. Because there was just such a little rain there, so when it did rain, it had a distinct <laughs> smell of first rain. I was going to say, it doesn't rain that Brand much in California, rain. so... Oh, Rory, well, out of the vast years of your life, what experiences do you get called back to? Yeah. Um, well, I have a really bad sense of smell, so nothing there. But um, I have a bad memory as well. I've forgotten most of what I've thought. Uh, I can't taste anymore. I've burned my mouth too many times on teas. And uh, it's unfortunate. I do walk through life. It's very bland. Life is bland. It's mostly beige. I think I'm colorblind as well. It is tough to have to just live life knowing that I'm never going to fully be able to enjoy the colors and flavors that others are being able to enjoy. But I get to enjoy it through them by watching them. But I'm starting to go blind in my right eye, so eventually I'm going to lose that as well. And uh, I've listened to music too loud, so I'm starting to go deaf in my left ear. So I'm really losing touch with reality. I'm missing out on a lot there, Rory. It's a tough life for people like you. Mm. So Rory, what do you think that because I like I don't know what to say to that. I like, I like Rory. I like you as just that third edition of the podcast. So what exactly are you going to bring to the podcast that hasn't been brought before? Uh <laughs> <laughs> You really Solid. threw me under the bus with that no, question. No, 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 no. I, wanna, I just want to... This is like a little bit of an interview. I don't want you it's to feel... It's kind of open-ended, right? It's really <laughs> open-ended. First of all, you don't even know what has been brought to the podcast because you just admitted to never listening to a full yeah, episode. So you don't know what this podcast had going for it to begin with. Well, longest time's like five minutes, maybe. Wow, you got a five-minute span on us. And then what usually makes you turn off an episode? Oh. Is it because you don't know what episode you're listening to? You're like, what podcast is this? They haven't introduced themselves. <laughs> five minutes in, this must just this is the wrong thing. Um, I don't want to say anything wrong. I don't want to incriminate myself, but you know, it's just because I'm I'm really busy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've got a really busy life, and I don't have time for podcasts. Kind of tomfoolery. <laughs> I don't, have, I don't have time for this kind of frivolous nonsense. Yeah. This speak that you guys do. I can't let right. I can't let that uh, shenanigans get my way. Yeah, I mean when you when you're looking to take over the world and, hey, and do your best. Okay, man. okay, okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. You don't have to know the podcast to be a good fitting role on the podcast. But what kind of life experience, Rory, have you had that would make you a good third host of a podcast? 
you have any practice on the mic? Do you have any practice in interviewing kind of skills? What have you done in life that might make you a good representative for this? I mean, I bought a microphone once. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've invested. You've invested. Uh, I I went. Do you know the class Biz Town? They have it like every. Yeah, school. I do. I, don't I I went there. I was the news broadcaster guy. Okay, so you have television experience. You know how to talk oh, on yeah. camera. Do you interview anybody while doing this news biz town class? I did, and I completely screwed it up on the first one because mm. I said the wrong store. Uh, and Little did you know this was going to be your time to set up your first resume. Yeah, right. Yeah, you didn't know, but that's the thing. Is you have to go into all those kind of. You, did, you might take this very lightly, and you might be like, "This is just a fun. We're just kind of talking. I don't really care about this." But this could change the course of your future, Rory. Uh, if you do well on this a, uh, hour of talking with me and Dad, you it could totally dictate the rest of your your I'm, livelihood. I'm prepared for it. I would hope so. I would hope so because this is a lot riding. But online. we're gonna need more than uh. Uh, uh is uh, I mean you've got it. He's got a beautiful uh. I think it's very low. It's very gravelly. But uh, we we could use more than an uh. uh. <laughs> I just don't don't know what you want from me. I mean, because here's the thing. I want to just, I think that I want to take advantage of this opportunity that we have Rory with us because we don't really have the capabilities of having Rory with us again until we do this in person again. So because of it, I'm just trying to think, are there any big biblical questions or important topics that that maybe we just want Rory's opinion on or his take on? Um, I mean, Rory, you're a youth. What do you think is the biggest? <laughs> what do you think is the biggest problem plaguing your generation right at the moment? You have friends, you have people that you know, whether they're your friends or not. What is the biggest issue that is just running rampant among the children? Among the children, the children of preteens, the youth, the youth, the youth. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know much about that, so. Wow, and you know, I'm really useless. You, most yeah, of the great you have fingers. friends, right? You do have people you know. Uh, what are the things hardly. that you talk about with your friends? What are the issues that people are dealing with around your age? What are the problems that they come and complain about? Um, like really pathetic stuff. Okay, well, like what? Give me an example. Careful, because your friends may listen to this. So don't. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't want to say any names or point any well, fingers. Well, yeah, don't have to put anyone on blast. But what do you think are the issues of the youth? What are some things that people are are, are struggling with? Are people are kids trying to date at your age? Is that a thing that's happening? Oh, we uh, can talk about that. Most kids aren't trying to date at my age. They are because most kids my age, you know, their parents don't care. So mm, mm. Well, we don't. We don't. The dating is not a word that. It's yeah. not a word that we speak of. That we, doesn't exist, we, Rory. The, the Dating home, is not home, real. The homeschool don't even courting, right? Isn't that? Yeah, it's courtship. They, That's they what it is. Courting. They don't believe in. They don't believe in dating. They believe in dating in the, in the, with a third person. Is there anything different between courting and dating other than just adding a adding a third person to the I, mix? Y- courting is a third person. Yeah, yeah. Chaperone. So oh. you have someone to Isn't monitor the conversation and kind of, you know. Help the more you know, keep I guess. their distance. And did now, Dad? I mean, you're a pastor, talk. so did you court? Did you court? <laughs> did I court our mother? Who you know? Uh, yeah, did you have I, a, a buddy behind you? I, I dated your mother. I had the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. 
I mean, I don't know why more kids aren't using that line on their parents to get to get. Uh, but you know, the the interesting thing is that I really like my parents never, never we never talked about dating or whether we could date or not or any of that stuff. Like, yeah, there were nothing bad about my parents. It's just the generation and how they were raised. Yeah. You know, like we didn't use face cards. We couldn't play with face cards because it's, you know, gambling. gambling. Yeah. You know, so we played Rook and then whatever games you'd come up with Rook cards. But we never talked about dating or anything, which I find very interesting because we couldn't go to movies and we couldn't go to school dances. That was right out. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. I wasn't, you know, that big of a deal for me. But, but there were all these things we couldn't do, but yet we never... I can't ever remember a conversation I had with your grandma and grandpa about dating and when we did could you, start or not. Did you ever have... Maybe I should have. Did you ever have the talk? <laughs> did you ever have the talk no, with them? No, I never pa- have. No, you just kind of figured that out. Never, that's what I'm saying. We there were, Really interesting. There were things we did not talk about. I didn't find out from my parents. Oh. I had an older sister. Your, your family seems really dull. Do you... Well, but here's the thing. My, you know, your, your grandma and grandpa, they... they when they met, everything was about ministry for them. And the only grandpa could be with grandma, the only dates they could go on is if it had to do with ministry. So he would go down to the mission with Grandpa Holly and Grandma Holly, Grandma McDougal. And, and so then, you know, that was the only time he could be around her. So they couldn't, like, go out on dates. It was all church stuff, you know. So basically everything they knew was just, you know, ministry-wise. So... It doesn't surprise me once since we didn't have those conversations. But no, there's a lot of things we didn't talk. Do you about. think that? Do you think that maybe there is a plus to having your entire dating relationship all have to do with ministry, where everything is like, how well do we work? Because it is the big well, but, thing. Do we that, work well together in ministry? Yeah, but see that that's the kind of. I mean. I think for their benefit, you know, if, if, and Grandpa will tell you this, I'm not, this is not me just reading into it, but when they went to Africa, when they were on the mission field, having to spend those years, the two of them, mm. they learned how to be friends and all that kind of stuff. And they, they had to work on things because everything was about ministry, right? Mm. But when you come to life, I mean, for your mom and I, life is ministry, but at the same time, there's, you know, our relationship. Yeah. For us, we started off as friends. And that we spent most of our time just driving and talking is really mm-hmm. most of our dates. I tried taking the museum, but she's not. <laughs> I, I would like analyze brush strokes and shading and everything and she's like where's the bright pictures like, that looks like I saw two paintings with flowers really bright cool okay I'm out of here but I could spend hours there but we spent all our time talking just being friends and then you know other stuff comes at the end of that so you know what do you think looking at I mean you're at the an interesting age or like you're in an interesting position seeing your parents and then also seeing your kids and how they handled it, how you handled it, how we handled it, uh, or are starting to. Because I've, I mean, Kayla's about to get married in like a month or so, yeah. and I almost got married, and Shane is starting to be interested in people. Like, are there things that you look at where you're just like, okay, 
I don't know. They handled this wrong. They handled this wrong. We handled this wrong. This is I'm, something that could be I, done. I'm kind of I'm careful about saying that someone did something wrong unless it's like just you know blatantly anti scripture. Mm. But I think everyone does it differently. It yeah. just you know what I mean. And some of it has to do with how you were brought up. So you bring that into it. Maybe you look at how your parents handle and say, okay, I don't want to be like that, you know, so I'm going to adjust it. But to, you know, for me to like look at it and say, well, I was completely all wrong. I no, I think that there's some benefits to everything, you know, and how we approach it. I, I think that open communication is good. I don't know if we got to get to, you know, splitting hairs between dating and courting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, hey, there's wisdom in not starting out so young. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. being a kid is tough enough as it is. And then all the things that you have to deal with. And in this day and age, I mean, I remember when your uncle Scott was in elementary school and he was talking with me one day after school. And I was asking about, you know, what, you know, some of the conversations he has with his friends, stuff like that. So he's telling me what they're talking about. And I'm like, dude, seriously, your age, like they're having these conversations. Like when I was that age, we were playing tape ball on the playground. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. we weren't, talking this was not a part of our dialogue and so you realize that you know things are are, when you think that shifted because are you thinking that it only shifted between your youth and then his youth and then all of a sudden it's now been all about dating because i grew up when i grew up it was all about dating everything was about crushes and it was about who liked you and who liked this and then i remember one time i was i was in eighth grade and there was this one kid i knew and i was listening to him talk to a couple of his friends and i was in their circle and he's complaining about his relationship. And the details of the relationship are where he's in seventh grade, his girlfriend's in seventh grade, and then her second boyfriend is also in seventh grade. And she is in the process of dating both of them at the same time. And I'm like, I don't yeah. even think you guys even understand what it means to date. Like, exactly. this is not, you yeah. just, you hung out with both of these dudes in the same weekend. So, in one sense, you, you, you look at every generation coming up, and so there's always, right, the, dating and boyfriend girlfriend yeah, yeah, yeah. that conversation happens but to the degree that that conversation goes on the things that they talk about i think it changes over and it has been changing but i think as as time has gone on it's like it it, it has accelerated it gets getting keeps getting the degeneration keeps hmm. speeding up and why do you think I, that I, is well part of it is because like looking at just like watching TV, right? The things that you, you will find on television now were not there five, ten years ago, right? Or even five years ago. So, the, I mean, the acceleration of how things are coming, you know, there's stuff that you couldn't talk about in commercials. Wouldn't, you know, there's more censorship, right? Mm-hmm. Where things weren't allowed to be said and so on. That's but then changed. the thing I is, mean, is now more like people so... are complaining about censorship now than they were in the yeah, past. Yeah, it's a different. It's a different kind. It's a different of, kind of. It's a different. Now it's not like whether it's good or bad, moral or immoral. Now it's about political viewpoint. Everything's mm. been politicized, so now it's an issue of politics. If you don't follow along with our ideals, we want to censor you and keep your mouth shut. Yeah. But if you right, if you are but in line it, with but us, wasn't then you that can but say what it was before, though. I mean, it is definitely no, more politicized, that, but it still is. Yeah, if you don't morally with, agree with us, but they still, even though it's politicized, they still believe yeah, here's morally the they are wrong. Here's right the difference or wrong. about morality: is morality is a standard that's that's across the board for everybody. Mm. right 
<clears throat> it's not just merely an ideal that's being propagated and passed on that's been generated by certain individuals, right, yeah. over time. When we're talking about morality and ethics, we're talking about something that's binding their universals, right? They're absolutes. They're for every generation, any generation, no matter where you are in the world, thou shalt not commit murder, right? These are the kinds of things we're talking about. But now you have kids who are over-sexualized. I mean, you know, Carl's Jr., when they started, I mean, what do bikinis have to do with hamburgers? Absolutely nothing other than craving of the flesh, right? Yeah. But it's like you see this growing, you know, sexualization to where things were once rated R are now PG-13. Hmm. You know what I mean? And now you have... But this- but the question is for me, though, is that... Is... Because it's not like these things didn't exist, and now all of a sudden they just happen to exist. No, like, they've always existed. Sin's always existed. Well, of course, of course, fall, right? of course. But sex being a thing of to be used in marketing... That seems like that will will have always been, always has been around. Before there was TV, before there was radio, before there was anything, the salesperson or sales representative lady is going to be the one that looks the best or is going to be the one that is dressed in a certain way. Like, I just can't imagine that that's not, that hasn't been utilized forever. And, like, maybe maybe when TV or something was around that there were these limitations that now have been broken down, but it's like maybe it's only in that, I, I feel like... We say that it keeps yeah, getting but it's, worse, it's, but has but it really gotten here's, worse? But yeah, because it, it's not like these things haven't happened. But it's it it when you look at places like if you compare U.S. with someplace else, here we're we're based on the belief in God, right? Mm-hmm. And so there is the standard that everyone is held to. It's His. I mean, this you go into courtrooms, you have the Ten Commandments and all of that. So there's been that base. And so, therefore, everything has been sort of weighed and judged based on that. When we look at our society, we can see the degeneration. Say, if you go somewhere else in the world, you know, yeah, these sins existed, but in other places in the world, there wasn't necessarily that kind of restraint like we've had here, right? Mm. The standard of, of morality and ethics and so on. But at the same time, wherever else you go in the world, there isn't capitalism. We have that here. And capitalism only works when you have a theistic foundation. You take that out of the way, there's no restraint for it. In other words, words, like, so we moved to Russia, advertising like you see here and and propagating all of this stuff and whatever else, that was something new to them. They didn't have that before, really. Because they didn't have a choice on what to purchase anyway, so it didn't matter. You were going to get what you got. government tells you what you get. It's like you didn't have options of cheeses or anything, right? You just got what you were handed out on the bread line, right? And so there was that, but here we have all of these choices and things that, I mean, seriously, you walk into a store and there's like how many different brands of ketchup, Right. So now because you have competition, now you have advertising. Now you're trying to sell. And now it isn't merely just about trying to sell people what they need, but it's creating a need and then selling it to them. Now we have a product that we're finding. Now we got to get everyone to to think they need this product. And now we're going to go and put it out there. Not only that they need it, but why they deserve to have it. Yeah. And they they are being robbed because they haven't had it for the last however many years it's existed. So there's much about like what happens here in America that's unique to here. Okay. That's spreading elsewhere, 
right? Because now, like with Russia, we started seeing where people are trying to set up companies and businesses and all that kind of stuff. Now they're going to try to market it and sell it. But you had no moral ethical restraint. It's an atheistic nation. And so there, there's no belief in God and that underpines everything that they do. So mm. now you try to bring capitalism over to there and it's completely just greed driven. There's but no is, restraint. Is capitalism all. not mostly that now here? Though, because you were just now, looking at that where it's the marketing, the it's all about who can get the last yeah. little bit of, of whatever. But that's the outcome. I mean, if you take God out of everything, right, there's no more restraint now. Now it's like it's it's going to move that way. It's inevitable because it's super, there wasn't that restraint there anymore. It's super interesting because it reminds me of um, – I've been reading through – Psalm 19 has been my go-to – for most pretty much every morning for a while it's just there's so much to go it's they're broken up into these eight eight sections like eight verse sections and so you could just take one section and just read through it read through it twice three times kind of talk it out you don't have to i feel like i always get this thought of like i need to to finish a chapter and if i don't finish a chapter am i quitting am i stopping short did i not read enough for the day but it's kind of nice because you just have this here's eight verses I could read the second section of eight verses if I want, or I can just kind of stay on this one. And a reoccurring thing that I keep seeing, which is super, it almost sounds like an oxymoron, is the law of liberty or the law of freedom. Mm-hmm. And like God's law of freedom. And you're like, well, how does that work to have a law and to be have complete freedom? You know, and it's like, but then you start, you start to realize that I mean, there is no way to have freedom without law, yeah. or else you, there will be no order. It's just anarchy within, the, which is then people just robbing away other people of their freedoms and things like that. So to, yeah. it's super, it's super interesting to, because you just, I, I don't know, you just don't think about that. You think of the ideal of freedom as if the government doesn't say anything to me. I could do whatever I want. Leave me to do my business. This is my choice. My 80 years on this planet. I'm going to do how I want to do it. But you're, you can't have freedom. I mean, without rule, can you? No, you can't. That's why I always ask me when they mention freedom, like if we talk about the free will of, you know, man, as opposed to sovereignty of God, I was asking them define what you mean by free. Mm. Because if you're thinking like free in absolute sense, there's no such thing for us, right? I mean, even if you take like Adam and Eve and say, well, that was one point when man's will was truly free will, but there was a requirement. Yeah. Eat of these, but don't eat of this, right? So that in and of itself was already establishing. Now, so, but, but, so is that not freedom though? Yeah. Like, so our basically complete absolute freedom is not a thing that exists or can exist the only one who we can say is truly absolutely free is god and why is that just because we are bound by the confines of the laws of nature the laws of i mean look at the very simple fact that we're finite that we're created Mm -hmm. we're restricted we're limited we're finite creatures we'll always be that Mm -hmm. right we're surrounded by limitations I can't be out there and be in here at the same time. I'm mm-hmm. limited. Yeah. Right? I, I can't know anything except for most of our knowledge that we gain is by interpretation. I'm dependent on things to know. God knows everything completely and freely. He doesn't 
gain in knowledge doesn't decrease in knowledge right yeah he just knows all things all the time completely and perfectly for all eternity we can't comprehend that because we are who we are we're finite beings but we're surrounded by limitations so to say can we make willing choices and this kind of thing and whatever and have freedom in that absolutely but to say you know we can have absolute freedom to do whatever we jolly well please it's destructive no because anywhere that man has ever had that we just kill everybody (laughs) yeah that's all we do we just turn it against each other yeah i mean we just then there's there's no restraint but then you realize that in those in those laws it it actually does give you freedom you can enjoy life and enjoy other people and experiences and all that without the destructiveness of right it keeps us from turning so is it kind of kind of what it is is that is that you you have to have restraint to have freedom you must have restraint and since we are not people that restrain ourselves we need to be restrained but by it helps the us to, it of, helps us to enjoy things right like because then you realize okay i can enjoy this but don't go too far mm-hmm. right it's like everything in moderation kind of attack right i mm-hmm. can enjoy this but not like this right yeah and that's sort of our struggle as believers we have these heart idols that we put up we may not manufacture some little idol and put it on a bow down to a little statue but we do within and usually what it is in our heart idols are things that are good and we make them absolutes Mm -hmm. that take the place of god become a god alternative right and instead of enjoying that thing for what it is and seeing it for good and enjoying it and 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 having you know ecclesiastes i'm learning from that we take it and make it the ultimate thing, and therefore we live for it, and we serve it, and we, and we end up destroying then that thing that we can enjoy. So if we have those parameters, right, it really does set us free to enjoy it, take it or leave it. I'm not mastered by it. I'm not controlled by it. That's what's. That's know? one thing that I've been trying. That I've been really working hard to learn, and. Um, it's become it's it's it feels tedious at times because at times the idea of like like the urge of like man I, I hate that every time I want to for example consume alcohol that's a pretty big one for people when it comes to allowing a good thing to be mastery of their life you know yeah. if I hate that it's like every time I want to consume out Rory's a big he we just this is kind of just an intervention we're not recording but he's been boozing a lot on the weekends and we're starting him at 13 i felt like it's a little crazy you guys let that take place in the household don't expose me when when we say that we're talking about you know junk food candy yes candy of that sense yes yes um he did get a DUI on his bike earlier though which is really i don't know how you do that but that's how he snort pixie sticks um and pop a wheelie i uh it's something it's something where like you have i have that fight in me of like this is dumb that every time i want to enjoy uh something to drink or something to eat or whatever that i have to i i want to just not think that seems like freedom is thoughtlessness of like i can just i can do it if that's what feels good in that moment, I want to crush the entire six-pack of that's what feels like what I want to do at that moment. I should be free to do so. and But it robs – it's so crazy just how much joy it takes from you. And not only just takes from you – like it ruins like drinking. 
drinking becomes a miserable, like, anxiety-filled experience where you're always, like, oh, dude, I've only got one left, and I'm, like, down at the bottom of the last sip. Should I go get more? But I know I shouldn't, like, leave the house and go buy more. So, like, I don't know. Maybe I should just do this. or And, like, you always have this, like, oh, this isn't feeling, like, it's the same as I wanted it to feel. It didn't feel the way it did yesterday. Yesterday felt better when I drank, and so maybe I need something different. And, like, you have this constant, it's such a, a panicky feeling of, I need, I need more right now, and I need better because this isn't better. This isn't what I, I thought it was going to do. that's the conflict, right, is that when you take something, Scripture says that, you know, you can consume it to gladden the heart. Yes, it does that. But when that, that object that is good, when it becomes an ultimate, it <clears throat> has replaced God. Now it becomes the thing you go to to find from it what you should find from God and this is the problem with anything that we do right yeah and this is what when you understand when you understand these principles then when it comes to Christian freedom Christian freedom is is that you can take or leave something right mm. if you get to the point where you have to have I gotta eat meat right as opposed to being vegetarian or whatever I have to do this and it's my right to do this once you get to that point now you have to have it. Now it's it's become an ultimate for you. Yeah. Now you've just lost the beauty and the enjoyment of because now it's a have to. Now mm-hmm. it controls you. Now you're not free, right? Mm-hmm. Because now you're constrained yeah, now you're by constrained, it, right? You're constrained by the thing. And it's but it's when you can it's like I say, the more that we can find ourselves satisfied in God, right? Then we can enjoy and delight in the things that he gives us in life and in the world. And to experience them for all that we're meant to experience them as, mm-hmm. and enjoy them for everything that they're meant to be enjoyed for. But until God becomes that ultimate satisfaction for us, those things will will constantly be used and abused by us. Yeah, I mean, well, and I think it's worth it. It's become such a worthwhile thing for me. And what's realized is that is that I I partake in the things that I thought I enjoyed less and less. Like, the more that I enjoy them and love them and, like, I've been able to detach from them, I partake in those things less. And then, but when I do get to come back to it, it feels like, oh, this is so nice. Because it's like uh, one thing for me is, uh, and it was a mindset that I kind of had to get out to, uh, get out of. I enjoy the, um, the um, I enjoy the devil's lettuce as it's been called by the uh, White American Christian Association. And I enjoy that uh, in very small moderation. And we can have a deep, deeper conversation about this on the podcast, you know, just for the sake of, you know, we don't have to do this right now. But I enjoy that thing. And I used to, and I like having it before I go for a run sometimes. And I'll have a little bit, and then I'll go for a run. And, and um, I always... The one thing with like alcohol is that when you drink alcohol, it just makes you want to drink more alcohol because it just keeps making you feel better and better. I know that's how it is for some people when it comes to weed and things like that. I just it makes me feel past a very small amount. It doesn't it loses its enjoyment. I don't like what it like when you feel disoriented or like your head is not fully there, which is you know it's a wrong place to be at anyways. You know, but I would get this thing of like. I would take a single hit off of my whatever little vape thing that has it, 
and I'd feel good. You feel it in your body, and that's about it. And I'm like, I feel, I feel fine. I'm gonna go stretch. I'm gonna go for my run and and enjoy this. And then I would get that second thought right before I walk out the door of like, ooh, what if, what if, what if this good feeling inside kind of wears off on my run? And then I'm like, I'm out there, and I just, it's not. You know, it doesn't. I don't feel it anymore. I was like, I need. Maybe I should go take more of it, so that so that it will have a longer lasting effect. Because what if it goes away and then I don't feel as good as I did before? I don't feel as good as I do right now. Yeah, but then you have to ask yourself: Am I am I drawing from the these things, which is always the issue, mm-hmm. right? Do I draw from this what I should be drawing from God? Because if I'm drawing from this what I should be drawing from God, then I shouldn't be doing this, right? Right. I mean, that's that's when it comes down to it. And, and any time that there is sort of like this, you know, whatever you're subservient to is master over, mm-hmm. right? Whatever you have to go back to to get from, mm-hmm. then you're going to wind up serving that thing. And the other side is you're constantly warned about, you know, Scripture uh, about being emotionally driven. And oftentimes with these things, that's what drives us is, you know, to feel a, a certain mm-hmm. way. Well, and that's, so and that's where... If when I'm in a place, I feel like when I'm at that place of spending all my time worrying about how I feel, how do I feel right now? Do I feel my best? Could I feel better? Is there something else that could make me feel better? And then what happens when this thing, and then once you think that this is the thing that makes me feel good, if I start thinking that, oh, smoking weed is what makes me feel good. And that is the mentality I walk into it with, or having a drink is what makes me feel good, or eating this snack is what makes me feel good. Then I'm going to eat the entire bag of M&Ms because as soon as I stop, I'm going to stop feeling good because in my mind, that is the thing that I go to to feel good. But then once you're at this place where you're in this harmony with God where he is why I feel good, I feel just as good before I I ate a handful of M&Ms. I feel exactly as good now, although I just feel more grateful to God because he's given me this this thing that I can enjoy. But it's the same with With candy. It's with with young people. It's like what you... You talking about me? Yeah. We're talking about we're bringing it back to well, you, Rory. I feel like we're bringing it back to you. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, I struggle with gluttony. Yeah. I'm starting to look like the Michelin Man. And, <laughs> uh, a little bit Pillsbury. <laughs> and, and and it's not as bad as you know weed or your vape or something, but sugar is addictive and oh makes yeah, you want to go back and eat more. Uh, so. Well, but it's it's, it's 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 really it's just once you believe that it is what does these things for you. Because if you are totally at peace and totally good before you ever have anything else and just you and God and that is it, then you can enjoy those things with God. And then those things can be done. You can just put the bag of candy back on the shelf. You You can have one last beer and not need another one last beer. You don't need to keep having one more one last. But it's that thing, right? I have to. I have to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like when you get to the point where you have to have something, then it's like whether if it's candy bar or junk food, whatever else, it's like then you you, you find yourself in a very precarious situation. Well, you could even have that. You have that moment, too, of like, I don't think there's anything wrong if, if you and your friends are going to go out for dinner and you guys all get some drinks and you guys get like a little fancy margaritas or something like that and you guys enjoy that. But then you get that mentality of like, well, what is the point of going out if we're not going to drink? Like how, how do you have fun without – like that's why we go out is to be able to drink. And it's like, well, now you've taken something you enjoy. Now you can't live an aspect of your life without it. Right. It's like, well, how do I relax after work 
without smoking weed? How do I get through the, my workday without having a pack of cigarettes on me or without having three to four energy drinks on me? So really it comes down to, Rory, is understanding how God designed man, mm. right? We're dependent creatures, and we're dependent on God. It's, it's the very you know, nature of who we are. We're creatures that were designed to worship. And so it's so interesting though to see that inside of us that we we always will have this deficit. He's created a deficit inside of us that cannot be filled without him. And we will always crave the th- and the next thing and it will always leave us empty until we find that thing in him. And then we are able to just enjoy everything he's done. Roy raised his speaking hand. Of the, I like that. Talking turn. Speaking of how God designed man, can we pause? I gotta go to the bathroom. Well, you know what? You know, I'm. I, I will pause because this conversation. I don't even understand how this conversation is going to be able to carry on without you here to talk. Because you've been kind of doing the heavy lifting of this one. So you go pee, but make it quick because we're gonna have a big lull of silence for the next five minutes. <clears throat> do you think? Do you have things in your life now? Because, I mean, do you have things in your life that, that you, do you still struggle to, to maybe not like consciously think, oh, this is what makes life better? But I feel like for someone that's you, where you live in so much pain, that like your, your natural waking state is just pain, do you have a hard time not looking at these either small joys of life or things that help you get by through life as this is what allows me to feel okay. No, I mean... I, that was the answer I, you have to give. I I think that I've... Um, as the older I get, I'm learning to appreciate the small things hmm. in life, you know? I mean, I think when you're younger, it's like... And God designed us this way. The fact that we're worshiping creatures, the awe, the spectacular, the amazing, the wonderful, right? It's why we like the grand finale on a fireworks show on 4th of July. Yeah. God made us that way, to be awed by those things. Mm. But to be awed by what he created and by who he is and, and you know the things around us. But you know we, we turn that and we, we distort it and we, you know, find other objects other than him to find the awe and wonder and delight in, right? It's like when Christ came and started speaking with an authority that, that people never even understood before, right? Yeah. They were amazed and awed and wonder about him and who he was and what he did and because he was coming and revealing the Father to us, right? Yeah. And we tend to find other things in life to, you know, awe us and inspire us, but without God, and then they become that thing. But I've learned, like, you know, I think C.S. Lewis was the one who really got me starting to think about this, you know, dealing with Christ and the miracle of turning water into wine. But he pointed out, doesn't God do the same thing all the time? Right? In what way? In the fermentation process, you can take, you know, grapes off a vine, and do all that you do to them, and, and all of a sudden, here you have. Rain. Yeah. But it all starts with rain coming down, water in the ground, grapes grow, right? That's this true. long, drawn-out process. But what it challenged me to do was to see to see the, the amazing things that God does in every day. And then going through Ecclesiastes is just that reminder of, 
we don't control life, right? There are seasons for everything, but we don't control that. And there are a lot of things that happen in our life that we can't un- understand exactly what God <clears throat> is doing. Yeah. But even though we don't control everything and we may not always understand everything that God is doing, we know that he is in control. He is sovereign. And he also gives us these things to enjoy in life. Right? Yeah. And we're meant to enjoy them. But always with the understanding that they don't become the ultimate for us. And so it's just finding those simple enjoyments in life. And I think when I when I get older, the older I get, the more I'm appreciating the little things. When you guys, the, the fact you guys are growing up and life gets bigger and you guys move away and mm-hmm. then you get married and then you have your own kids and life is going to be expanding in that. You start, you know, looking back on, man, I wish I would have, you know, spent a little more time doing this or doing that or, you know. Do you do you feel like living like nothing has freed me up to enjoy good things more than learning how to restrain myself from good things and to not feel the need to have those things and to be content without them and to really question okay why why right now do I want this why do I want to have this snack why do I want to go to the bakery is it because I feel like I have is it because I spent the whole morning thinking to myself about how much I hate my job and I want something to make the day feel a little bit better and so now I need to go get a pastry you know but if you get to a place I feel like where you are do you do you have you almost like excluded things out of your life and like you just been like yeah that's not something I do I just don't because I don't want to run the risk of possibly allowing this thing to consume me that then you feel at some point that maybe you have missed out on things that God has given for enjoyment just because you're like I just don't want that to ever be and is it is that worth it too is it is it I mean it's probably better off to to not take the risk in some ways but I mean like someone that's just like I don't want to ever eat candy or sugar and I don't want I don't want that to have anything to do with my life because I used to be fat and and I or my family used to be really overweight you know and like I don't want that to be my thing and it's like okay well that's not a bad mentality fully, but are you also missing the ability to enjoy something that God has given you? And you you should strive to be at a place with God to where you can enjoy all things that he has given. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think that I'm in a place for myself where there are, I mean, where I can say there's a lot of angels, just take it or leave it. Hmm. Which means that I can enjoy it for what it is, and if I lose it, it's fine. I don't really care. Yeah, you know, not that hasn't always been my ability throughout my life, but yeah. I, I think I'm definitely there now, where I can, you know, your mom gets frustrated because you know your grandpa will buy me those, you know, peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's, like I'll just sit there the for best, seven months. Man. Yeah, and I can sit on my fridge and I'll just yeah. enjoy them every once in a while. I'll have one or two, maybe. I mean, tops. I might have three one day but i won't do that every day i mean just can enjoy it now do you have that thought in your head when you go to take peanut butter cups of why am i eating these right now is it because i just want a little boost of the sugar to feel good or is it just because i i remember that i have them and i want to have like never look at it as like i need this to feel a certain way i don't look at anything that way hmm I don't. So then, how does that affect the way that you look at certain things? Like, like I can appreciate the taste, 
I can appreciate like with peanut butter cups, man. I'm just it's they're they're it's, great. I mean, you can't get much better I mean, than chocolate and peanut soft. butter put together. I mean, they're, seriously, they're like good. it's just everything. They're the chocolate good. flavor to the peanut butter flavor to the mix to everything. It's just a great combo. I can eat one and and Trader Joe's has nailed the, the ratio better than Reese's. But I don't look at it like I need this to feel a certain way. Yeah, or anything like that. I don't go to a, I don't go to any food. What about a cup of when coffee? I'm, when I'm going through a difficult time. I even coffee. Like I enjoy coffee. Yeah. Most I'll have two cups. Once in a great while I have three in a day. But it's pretty rare. Mostly I just I have two cups of coffee and that but there are days where I'll go without it. Yeah. And yeah. I just don't and it's not like I, I don't get the jitters. The jitters I don't feel yeah. like I've gotta have it. I don't it's not so a part of my life that I like I say I, I think I'm in a pretty good place where I can say to things, I can take it or leave it. If so I then, couldn't drink coffee anymore, okay. What about when it comes to something, all these things make you can have the, pot- the potential to make you feel something. But what about when it comes to something like alcohol, where you are a person that I never ever see partake in alcohol? I know that you may have a, a Guinness beer once a year, possibly. I, Do you just, if that's once that. every couple years? Like ten years, maybe. once every ten years, once every that's as often as you and mom actually go off for your anniversary is once every five to six yeah. years. So, do you do you have you just made the choice that I don't want that to be a part of my life because it makes you feel something and you don't want to make decisions because you like the way this thing makes you feel? No, or is it just I, that you just don't enjoy no, it as much? I, I, actually, it's because I just don't want it to be an issue with not with me with anybody. Mm. You know, it's like, I, you know, you have, it's like Paul deals with the issue of, you know, Christian freedom. You know, there are people in the church who struggle with that stuff. Hmm. So I'm just not going to make it an issue by not making it an issue. Just, but, but I, it's a I difference ha- between. Can I have it? Can I have it? Yeah. But one of the things that Paul deals with in Romans 14 is to do so according to faith. And it's between you and God. So there are things like I don't even normally talk about, even in my Christian freedom with people, what I, I'm free to do or not do. I won't even discuss it with them because it's not another business. Hmm. It's between me and God. If I can enjoy that, then I'll enjoy it, but I won't make an issue out of it. Some people, it's like all of a sudden they realize their Christian freedom and they got to make a point in front of everybody. See, I have the freedom to drink this beer. To drink beer this beer, so I'm going to make it's sure. Like, now yeah. you're making it a problem. Now you're making it an issue. You could be causing a, a stumbling for somebody else, right? When if it's a freedom and it's something that you're free to do before the Lord, then do it quietly before the Lord and enjoy that and don't make it a thing. So I really, over the years, have determine i won't just i won't talk about the things that i am free or not free to do i just don't want to make it an issue because it, it be, can be too much of an issue for people either they don't understand the christian freedom or their consciences are so sensitive mm. that they're oversensitive to things and right can't eat meat sacrificed idols so i've really and mainly it's just because as a pastor you know there's enough hindrances within body life yeah. and enough things that divide us that things that to me are non-issues I'm not going to make them issues and therefore I just don't Yeah but there's but there's also a difference between always having always like between you enjoying 
a beer on whenever you want to enjoy a beer on the weekend on the, at dinner whenever you feel like having one and needing to have it at the potluck at church you know what i mean where you can still enjoy something like that and not it doesn't have to be a thing that you just be like hey i i drink and you make a point to let everyone know i'm the pastor that drinks i'm the guy that's okay with this you know it doesn't like but just the personal choice to leave it out of your own life is that does that have anything else to do with anything other than just not want to make an issue for others because it's something that it's just not a big deal to me. Hmm. I don't think about it. I don't, you know. Hmm. It's like maybe sometimes, you know, might think, you know, you're out to dinner. I'm eating fish and chips. I might think, hey, you know. Kind of sounds good right now. sounds kind of good. But I don't need it. So most of the time, I don't do anything about it. Just Now, know. what if you have the kind But I of- don't, and, and the thing is, I don't ever want it to become that. So... I don't give my mind to it. It's like, you know, I don't sit and dwell on those things because then you just, right? Whatever is on your mind, whatever you fix your attention to, that's what you're going to be drawn to. So even in how I think about things. So what happens, what do you say to the guy that comes to you and says, is it an issue if I enjoy having a cider after work and so i like to come home and have one too and that's just the thing that they do and it's not it's not like they're getting drunk or they're getting you know it's not like it's changing their state of mind or so whatever I had really someone just not too long ago come and say that to me and i said okay not that you need to clear it with me but apparently yeah they felt like they needed to but i said Okay, well, does it have mastery over you? No. Okay, then why are you talking to me about it? It was not me, I, believe I, it or not. It was not Rory. <laughs> Rory didn't come to you and ask about if you could have a couple Rory of after work. desperate for chiming in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, he's waiting for something. Listen, he had a long day of algebra, right. and sometimes... <laughs> Fine, I wanted Martinelli's, and yeah. I just couldn't hold up. Dad, am I allowed to have Kool-Aid every day? Every day, Dad? And it's crazy well, is Rory he dry Pepsi. scoops. He it's just the, it's the Pepsi, right? You you could if if one's not careful, you could have a Pepsi every single day. Right? I could. But is there is there that's the that's another thing. Is there anything inherently wrong with having a Pepsi like on a daily basis? No. If you if you can if you can show like in your the course of your life, if you show that you have control over, mm-hmm. right? But if you're, if, if, as Rory said, he's struggling with weight issues, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and so you know that you have a sin issue you're dealing with, right? Mm. So do you go out and compound to that sin issue by doing something like that? No. And it's not going to be healthy for him, but. It's not showing any kind of control either for him, right? Just this one more thing he's. Well, I think a big thing into. for people is is that say you take the Pepsi example, and maybe I'm off at this, but like, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a Pepsi every day or having an energy drink every day if you just happen to like them. But what happens to you the morning that you don't have an energy drink? Yeah. Or the time that you something in, happens in the day that changes your regular routine and you don't have your Pepsi, does it not even cross your mind? You're or, like, oh, okay. Or if you look at the rest of your your consumption, well, okay, so I have this energy drink, 
and I'm also eating a bag of this kind of candy and a package of that kind of cookies and mm. this and this is and you just have a list of all of these things you're consuming on a daily basis then the big picture there's something deeper that you have to deal with which it's, is it's not just simply just self-control exactly it's not just eating these things and they're not a problem for me obviously there's something deeper right you're consuming these things for something now do you not do you not think that um like if something is considered unhealthy like eating a plate of pastrami chili cheese fries is just there's no doctor that'll tell you that that is a healthy food decision to make or whatever you know or or eating candy that's just sugar that's all it is, is condensed sweet sugar so there's no benefit to just having having it if anything it's doing harm to you is because it's not healthy is it something that should just not be consumed because it's like well it's harmful for your body so you why would you consume that i mean alcohol is just straight up poison to your liver basically like it's really not good for you in any capacity so like is that a thing of like okay well this is bad for me physically so maybe this is something that i shouldn't ever have because we clearly weren't designed to take this in yeah, but Christ said that the, the thing that only defiles a man is the heart of the man. Hmm. So what's at the issue is always the issue of the heart. I, I can't, why can't I eat something like that that's not necessarily good for me? He's pretty much taken all restraint off food, right? I mean, hmm. Mark makes the comment indicating that there are no foods that were unclean, right? Because the Jews had all kinds of food restrictions and things they could and could not eat yeah. because of defilement in that, right? So he was helping them understand it was a it was an object lesson for them, right? Hmm. So if I can eat something like that and just eat it once and, and every once in a while or something like that, you know? So what do you... splurging and just do whatever, right? And it, it doesn't affect you one way or the other. I mean, the reality of it is, if you look at the world, we're in a world that's cursed by sin. So everything's tainted. Yeah. Right? Everything's tainted. And so, in one sense, you could say that whatever you consume is not the purest of, the best of. Mm. That's true. That makes sense. I mean, Russia, they had the, the richest looking soil, but yet all of their vegetables and, and stuff were, were de completely depleted because there was no nutrients in the soil because the earth is cursed. <laughs> mm. So, you know, if you're looking for an absolute purification, sometimes, right? I mean, you know, people make a big deal about McDonald's, but here's someone gives us a gift card. We're taking a trip down to California. We're barely going to make it gas-wise, Right. And then someone gives us a gift for a gift card for McDonald's. Well, that covers meals down, right? Are we going to make a big deal? Well, it's McDonald's, and I'm not going to eat it. No, we th we're thankful. We say thank you, Lord, for the provision, and we stopped and ate at McDonald's. You know, you could eat nuggets if you want to eat nuggets. I'm going to enjoy pink meat. I don't care. It's not a hang up for me. Yeah. Right. I don't mind microplastics in my food. And you know. <laughs> If I have shreds I mean, of a credit card in there. If we're going to start there. down that line, then when does it stop? Because the Apostle Paul knew that when he was going to Jerusalem, he was going to be taken into custody, beaten, right? 
he knew over and over in places that he was going to go proclaim the gospel, that he was going to suffer many times mm. stoned and left for dead. So he was walking into situations where he knowingly was going to be physically abused and hurt and his life at risk. Right? So it's like all of these things that we'd have to weigh. Now, I have one other quick question um, before we kind of bring us to a close or whatever. Um, what do you think is the proper response from people that may like, <clears throat> you said having to eat meat, that's an interesting one that people don't like think about a lot when it comes to like, you might come home and just be ungrateful whenever there's a meal that doesn't involve, it's like, I'm not going to eat what, this is not a real meal if there's not a, if there's not a steak or chicken or something like that. And you can't be grateful to God for rice and beans and corn, you know? Yeah. And so, or or for somebody in even maybe a different example of like somebody that has battled with alcoholism in their life or things like that do you think that like you look at someone in AA where it's all about counting the days of not consuming alcohol yeah. and it is all about staying sober from everything i must be sober that is my be all end all is being sober of those stuff do you think that a healthy place to work to is a place where you can enjoy those things and then to show that I truly am free of them being a mastery of me because they're still your master. You just have to avoid them like the plague or else you're going to be fully taken control by it again. You know, so do you think that there that it's that it's totally fine to be like, hey, listen, just don't. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong. I guess with never consuming something that you think is going to be a stumbling block for you, but at the same time, do you think that to in working towards a a ideal relationship with the Lord is is a relationship where you can enjoy anything that God has given, free of having to. Yeah, but I wouldn't say like I wouldn't look at it and say, okay, I need to two things with that. I, one of the things I think that is is difficult w with AA and those kinds of things is that you're an always going to be an addict. Mm. You never get complete victory. In the eye of AA. Yeah, but in Christ, we can be victorious over those things. Yeah. I don't have to keep saying, hi, I'm Steve, I'm an addict, and I'm three years in, five years in, ten years in, here's my coin, and, and because I've got a new addiction now. It's called meetings and... You know, coffee, Stale and coffee and cigarettes, and else, yeah. right? And I have support groups, and I have you know, so on. It's like that becomes the thing. In Christ, there is legitimate victory over all of those things. The other side to it, I would say that if if looking at those things should never be the object. Okay, I'm going to work to where I can go ahead and have a drink every day and not be whatever. That's the wrong motivation. Mm -hmm. I need to get to the point where Christ is my everything and these things don't matter. Because when that happens, then you can take it or leave it, have it or don't have it, right? Then it's truly a freedom and you're free from it and there's triumph. If you cannot have Christ be your everything, right, and that's not your focus, then that thing is still your focus. I want to get to where I can enjoy this thing, right? That's, that's your goal. Because your goal is still yeah, to get that thing again. It's the thing. My goal is right. to have this, to be able to partake yeah. in this. And that's always one of the issues when we have with sins dealing with those kinds of things is 
we always walk into it thinking, I can control this, right? I can take just enough to feel this way, but I can control it. I'm not going to, right? I can have a couple pieces of candy, but I'm not going to eat the whole package. And then the package is gone, and now I'm buying a second package in the same day. Mm. Now i got a problem. Well, we do that with ourselves. We tell ourselves that we can get in control. Where it's better than we look and say, I'm surrendering my life to Christ. He is in control. I'm satisfied in him. And only then can these things then have their proper place. So... Yes, I I believe that there can be complete victory over, and then you can go back and enjoy. I can. Yeah. I can have, you know, if I so chose to have a beer, I can have a beer. I choose not to, but I don't sit and dwell on it. Don't need it. Just it don't want it. Feel like have what you had wanted. it. Yeah. Will I have another one again before I go to glory? I'm sure <laughs> at some point, right? But I just don't need it, and I don't. And, and, and I can honestly look at things like that and I'm free. I'm completely free in Christ. Mm-hmm. I can take it or leave it. Which I'm finding in that, that even with like food now. Although bagels, I might have a sin issue. <laughs> Dude, plain bagels in a microwave? Those things I, are... Oh. Just a plain bagel. Don't nuke it. Don't put butter on it. Just, just give just it to me. Stop. <laughs> Man. so good, dude. I, this, this may be a sin issue for me. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll be updated on and, your, your else, bagel I, issues. I really like have, like, food-wise, the older... I just don't... It's like I don't crave anything or anything like that. Which is strange. But do you not? And maybe that's the thing is I used to I used to spend so much of my time when I was overweight, thinking every time I was gonna leave the house, every time I was in the middle of the work day, I'd always be like, oh, what sounds good? What sounds like uh, Wendy's doesn't feel right right now? It doesn't it doesn't scratch the itch? Uh, Taco Bell? Nah, I don't I don't think that's really what's what is going to make me excited to eat food right now. Yeah. And it would always be about what am I craving. But I think the less and less that, you th- that you're even taking into consideration how you feel and how like what is going to make you feel the way that you want to feel, that cravings almost disappear yeah. slightly because, you know, and maybe you'll come home and you'll see it and be like, oh, we got bagels. All right, we'll have a bagel. That sounds good right now. You know, but you're not like driving around like, oh, we got bagels. I can't wait to get home and eat a bagel. I need a bagel right now. Yes, yeah, that's that's my problem. It's bagels, yeah. Okay. Hey, well, listen. You know, at least we all have our, our own like, shortcomings. Uh, is there, are there bagels in the drawer downstairs? Yes. Yeah, we got bagels. Baby. This is off topic, but I'm so disappointed in Taco Bell. Well, about what? So last night, um, uh, we scooter to Taco Bell. Mm. And I order a chicken chipotle burrito, and I pay one extra dollar for them to put guac on it. Um, so I pay them the extra dollar. I get my burrito. I eat the whole thing. There's no guac on it. Now, did it take you the entire thing to realize there wasn't guacamole? It did, because sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes they have it in the bottom half. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. Top. Sometimes You're they like, maybe... put it at the bottom. So I was like, maybe there's some hope, and then I ate the entire thing. I was so mad. Also, we waited 25 minutes to get it. And it was oh. just one small burrito with no guac. I had I had a very similar thing happen where I ordered a chicken Chipotle ranch burrito from Taco Bell. And it's supposed to have lettuce and the little red chips. And then you have the ranch, the cheese, the chicken. And this thing had chicken 
and a little bit of the ranch sauce, and that was it. Wrapped them in a tortilla. <laughs> and they gave me two of them. That was just that. And then one other time, and this is not even complaining about Taco Bell's mistake. This is the mistake of of human beings. <laughs> we go to Taco Bell. We get our food. I'm waiting for it. And the guy goes, hey, I have a dude who came in. He ordered food. We made it. But again, he didn't have the money. to. He didn't have anything to pay for it. He forgot his wallet or something. He's like, do you want it? Yeah. And I was like, this is, thank you, Lord. This is a blessing. And, you know, this is what you, you're so overwhelmingly grateful in that moment that you just got free Taco Bell. Yeah. To my utter dismay, though, it was an Indian fellow who apparently doesn't partake in meat products. <laughs> so it was a crunch wrap that was only, only full of black beans. <laughs> It was just a tortilla full of black beans, and that was it. Which when you should have known when they offered it to you, because had it been anything else, probably the employees would have eaten it. Yeah, they're like, hey, do you want this? Because we're not going to eat this. This is disgusting. Or it was like the other one was the Doritos taco, but it was just the lettuce in a Doritos hard shell with like some of the, the sour cream and stuff. And I was just like, how? Just eat it home. Why are you even here? Don't get excited too early. No. Expectations just don't have any. Well, I think it's, I think it's, yeah, I think it's just God playing a little bit of a joke on me. And he's like, "How grateful are you, really, though?" Yeah. I don't know, but how grateful are you, really? Because I did just give you free food. I, I did just give you, you free food. I had that happen to me the other day. God really testing my gratefulness because uh, we'll we'll start the, the ending of the thing. What's been on everyone's mind over the last week? Rory, think about this. What's kind of been the thing that's been on your mind? What is the thing that keeps you up at night? Um, it's the it's been the guac. Clearly, he had that sitting on his. He's resting on his uh, chest. Yeah, I've been feeling about it like all night, <laughs> uh, all day yesterday. So your biggest sin issue is guacamole from the yeah. anger that is well, filled the inside of you. The letdown that he ordered something, paid for it, and then didn't get yeah. it. Hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shake my fist to God for not getting me some guac on the on the burrito. <laughs> burrito, that's probably good. But I am disappointed, and yeah. yeah. I had that same thing Unmet happen. expectations. I had a, the other day I was at work and um, I was like, I've been really struggling. The, there was a past couple days in there that I was really struggling with like, I would do really, my mornings were great. I was started in time with the Lord. I felt great. And then slowly from the time I got in my car to the time I got to work, it was just like, it was just like a slow burn of just dreading the fact that I was going to work. And thinking about all the reasons I don't want to be there and I don't really like this job and I don't really want to talk to these people right now and I'd rather do this and I wish I was here, I wish I was that. And which is just the easiest way to ruin your day. Yeah. And and just it's so selfish and self involved. And so I was like, you know what, I need to I want to look for opportunities to just to get out of my own head, to stop making things about myself. How do I how can I go in and like serve the people around me or whatever? Need your keys? Am I leaving? You know your keys? They're on the table, I believe. I'm not leaving anywhere. Robert's coming over, though. Mother. Are they on the desk? No. Then they're downstairs. Uh, no. Uh, wait. The keys to the van? Yeah. Yeah, they're on the microwave. I didn't put them in the box, but I put them on the microwave. Cool. We're about to finish right now. Is there guacamole on it? Yeah, that's the big key, that's the big key question. <laughs> I need some redemption for that talk about this, this is like the sixth time he's mentioned, he's mentioned this. I'm so mad about Clearly, this. Clearly, this, this is, is rough. Like, this is rough. 
but this is but this is a good life lesson okay because you can take this into other areas when you're a parent and you have kids and you have expectations and you expect them to meet those expectations when they don't right are you taking a shot at me right now dad no i'm just i'm helping you to understand no I'm helping you understand sometimes parental frustration. No, I think that right? this is just don't yeah. expect anything out of talk about workers at like 11 p.m. That, you just that is, over. That is the biblical you should, message. Or your children. You have legitimate expectations of your children. Mm, that food smells good. Live up to what and who you are. Yeah, but what if your what if your children Bell's just amount to Taco Bell employees? Like, you know what I mean? What if Rory that's his go- end goal? But it's like, the, he amounts to being the point being is just remember how this feels, right? Mm. And realize you're going to just meet bigger ones in life, right? It's going to keep happening to you. It's just going to keep coming. A good and solution is to go to DQ gonna... next time. <laughs> yeah, just pick a better chain of fast <laughs> It was, food it was right across the street, and I almost got DQ. And going to I was Delta like, nah. Because what it tells you is that wherever you go, there are sinners, and sinners sin, and they do things wrong. They leave things out. They forget. They do all of this stuff. They don't care about you as a customer they don't have right mm-hmm. they don't have a your desire best to make sure that you yeah. get everything that you know you've paid and asked for and that's just life it doesn't mean you have to you know completely accept it across the board but just know it and how you deal with it is gonna make all the difference in the world really because you can let it fester and stew and and eat away at you or you can just let it go well i think it's almost like this beautiful challenge of what do you do next yeah and it's like it's really not about them like they they messed up your burrito you don't know who they are you'll never meet them and it's done you've ate it it's over and now it's it's this thing of like okay well this is not expecting my night to go but how am i going to handle this and respond yeah because maybe god saved you because maybe there was salmonella in In the the guac guac, and if they put it on your burrito you would have gotten sick well, and that's that's what I was. That's what happened to me. Is I so I go into work and they were. It was already one of those days. I was really like, I I need to be. It's not about me today. I'm look. I just need to get myself out of my own head. And I felt like I was at a really good place. Things were going well. And then work was already picking up and getting pretty busy that day. Yeah. And I was just a little more stressed. I was like, all right, it's still we're still good. And my manager's like, hey, we're gonna go out and get food for everybody. So you guys don't have to go and get anything. You guys could just stay here and keep working on this job. I was like, all right, cool. He's like, we're going to go to Costco and get Costco pizza. How does that sound? I was like, dude, I've been, yes, I'm down for that. And um, and I was just like, you know, guys, thank you. Look at you just coming through. I was like, this the day is already hard enough, and I've been wanting pizza really bad, but I keep not having an excuse to get pizza, and now I have pizza coming. I was like, this is, you are just so good to me, God, and I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this, but I'm so happy to have pizza right now. And then it was like 15 minutes later, we get the call that they've decided to not get Costco pizza, and they've decided to go somewhere else. They're going to get ribs. And I'm like, I don't even like ribs. It's a mess. It's barbecue sauce. And it's like it's probably just because he wants to sit in He doesn't want to stand in line at Costco. Yeah. And so then all my, my coworkers immediately, they're just like, dude, this, of course. Of course they're not going to go get what they said they're going to get. It's probably something dumb. And the, well, I wanted, and I wanted to jump headfirst into talking bad about them. And I was like, you know what, God? I was like, I thought I wanted pizza, but maybe you want me to eat barbecue. And there's a reason, and I don't know why. I don't really enjoy barbecue nearly as much as pizza. But if there is something that you want me to see in this or whatever, then I'm just 
can I be grateful for something that I – it was easy for me to be grateful when you gave me something I wanted. Yeah. Can I be grateful for something that I didn't think I wanted? And I was like, you know what, God? I'm not going to talk poorly about these people. I'm not going to let this affect my mood. I'm going to just thank you, God, for giving me this food still. And thank goodness I felt that way and turned it around because they did end up going to Costco. And we got <laughs> Costco pizza. And the empty, horrible feeling I'd feel inside, that's like – it's like – to, to complain and then to still get it that's like when you like whine to your parents that they didn't get you the right present but they secretly had it upstairs and they were gonna give it to you last and then you're like oh dude yeah that i don't sucks. deserve this present i don't deserve this because i just complained to you for not giving me the thing and so i was just like you know what god gratefulness across the board is where i need to be and you still provided me pizza there was no guacamole on it, but that was probably a benefit in my opinion. So. Well, maybe they didn't want to like talk to the people at Costco because I've met some weird characters there. Costco's a strange place. Yeah, like one there's this time that this grown man, he's like in his thirties, he's in a full blown uh, donkey costume. <laughs> he's got like the tail and everything. It's like this little. Did he work there, or did he just go there to shop like that? I don't know. He was just standing there. Maybe he, he worked was. there. He had a tag he just or something. Existed. I don't know. As a donkey guy. Yeah. There's like another that. guy in a kilt one time. What like would you that. be selling and, uh, me if to dress up like a donkey? Your soul. Your soul. That's the only thing that you could uh, possibly be selling to dress up like a donkey. Your soul that out long before you <laughs> put that suit on. Before that man. suit on. Yeah. Yeah. It's what is he buying that he has to wear a donkey exactly. costume all day to have? That's the real question. Why do you have to conceal yourself so much? <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy. We just don't realize that he just is a donkey. <laughs> He's just wearing a man's face mask. Yeah, what's been on your mind? What's been the thing that's been um, your focus over the last week or so? Uh... Bagels? Yeah. Yours is guac, mine's pizza, yours bagels. It's all been a food-related... Man, we're all really fat. <laughs> I mean, we, we really want the food we want. Inflating. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Don't deflect your problems on, on me. Yeah. I, listen, I'm just saying, bagels aren't a superfood. Guac. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, avocado is. Avocado is a superfood. Yeah, yeah, he's talking oh, about missing put, vegetables. Put avocado on a bagel. Bam. Uh, there we go. That is so that good. Is, that is a superfood in a different way. I that one night, so like, I went and did it. Oh, man. Dude, put, so any, put anything on a bagel. Yeah. Put anything on a bagel and it's better. I don't know what it is about. I, I, that's one thing childhood I, I remember is, is having uh, uh, avocados smashed up on white bread mm-hmm. with a little bit of salt. Damn, you were hip before the I, hipsters did I it. I could eat that all the time. That's like a that's well, like a trendy thing to do now. Yeah. I really don't like bread. I'm not a person who's into gluten. Oh, you got a full like Um. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, you I, I was gonna him. keep going. I just now realized what you that said. Door up, man. Yes. I saw him walking through. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess I set myself up for that one. But, no, no worries. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't like bread all that much. But for some reason, bagels just hit the spot. I don't either. It's just something about the bagel. I mean, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's a ball donut. It's, that's it. And I, it's like, it's kind of like the donuts that we like at Walmart because they're, yeah. it, like, crispy cream, there's nothing to them. No, it's air. Yeah. It's air. It's just, 
it's so it's a total letdown. Dense and chewy is what but, you want. Yeah, Dense and it's chewy. like it has that chew to it, has mm-hmm. some substance to it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'm gonna blow your mind when you try about. a mochi donut. I tried mochi donuts for the first time. That crispy on the outside and just gross. the chewiest dough. It doesn't taste like mochi. It just Wait, tastes like a donut. That sounds donut. good as long as it's not like French bread, man. I can't. No, no, no. It's not like that where it gets like stuck to the roof of your it's mouth like or something you, like that. You know, yeah. No, it's good. To be honest, I like crispy like gums. Are all I like that it took. I like that it took Rory an hour. And then he was like, you know what? No, 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 no. no. I'm coming in now. Yeah. I'm coming in now with the topics. I'm like, hey, let's, you guys want to wrap this one up? And he's like, well, well, I was thinking 30 more, 30 more minutes we could do. Yeah, you I have a monologue. Took, you guys he's there for the prologue and the epilogue. And yeah, that's what he was. But I'm out at the body. That's, that's why he couldn't get past He just listens to the first five minutes of the episode, yeah. the last five minutes of the episode, and that is it. When you guys were talking about all the biblical stuff, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really feel like I had much to put on the to table. It. It's like the Where's the food talk in here, man? It's like, why aren't we talking about guacamole and bagels? This is outrageous. What are you doing here? Wow, well, on that note, guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Hopefully, we have Rory on again. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and enjoy the goods of God, and but enjoy them with him and enjoy guacamole and bagels. Yeah, please, God, help us. <laughs> please. Please, God. <laughs> All right.